Oh, hi there. Hello. Hey now. Hola. And ba weep grana weep mini bong. However you want to say it. Welcome to that Kev One Show. Well, back for another episode, friends. It's Friday. This is the 13th episode, and Halloween may have occurred mere days ago, but my next guest will make you feel like a child again with her unstoppable imagination, creativity, and, well, to, in the world of quote-unquote make-believe, she's accomplished so much, including awards for Best Picture. Please welcome Wendy McComb. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a thrill to have you. You just won Best Picture at Slamdance for Fluffy Head. Your second win for Best Picture, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of like indie darling fans and a lot of my sh uh, fans here are huge indie heads. Uh, loved uh, Birds Without Feathers. That's to turn me on to you first. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I recommend doing a double feature watching Birds Without Feathers and Fluffy Head. And so, to those that you know might not be quite familiar with uh, the premise of Fluffy Head, what could you tell us about this like really enchanting like thriller that like I got a lot of buzz from a lot of my friends who sent me the trailer and I'm like, yeah, I'm communicating with her, she's gonna be on the show, so it's I know it's getting a lot of buzz. Did they, did they see the trailer before? Yeah, I mean, uh, some friends, some indie friends told me about it beforehand, so, yeah. <laughs> Incredible, that's just great news. Um, Fuzzy Head is about a girl that goes on the run after the murder of her mother, and she has to go through childhood trauma and memories to confront her everlasting void and find out the truth of what really happened. Oh. Oh. I mean, it just looks incredible. Like, the lighting, everything. Just, yeah. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a labor of love and uh, time and effort and truth. I think like, that's such an important thing in filmmaking. Uh, I was pretty much called to do this film and it was definitely one of those films where you're like all right well this is going to take who knows how long and it ended up taking like three years oh, wow. um i mean yeah i feel like people at first you would think as a filmmaker especially indie filmmaker you're like and maybe people listening can relate to this and hopefully feel um free from hearing me say this but it's like at first you feel like damn it i'm not doing it fast enough like it needs to do it now 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 and when but actually when you really realize that it's a luxury to spend that much time on an art on a piece mm -hmm. uh you kind of just fall into it more and more and really just it, it creates basically the great movie that we all get to see now fuzzy it Oh, no, yeah, I t totally get it. I feel the same way. It's kind of like, that's how I look at, like, writing, for example. Like, when someone says, like, um, like, there's so many projects that, like, you know, you probably definitely can relate to this. We have so many plates spinning at once, different projects and stuff, and I just see it as, like, a developing picture. Like, it's, like, kind of like, so whenever I have writer's block on one thing, I go to another. So it's, like, yeah, the more time you have to, like, really let it be what it is, to let it breathe. Exactly. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like friends who have... You know, like, I think my next feature, I probably won't get this luxury, which is great. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for that next challenge of, mm -hmm. like, complete something within 20 days or less, you know? Ooh, yeah. But it's like, it's like the greats, like, um, you know, One Car Y and stuff. Like, one of my favorite movies is 
happy together. And um, I believe that took him about three years to make. And you, you yeah. just kind of think, like, wow, it's just really not done like this anymore. Yeah. No, totally. Huh. Well, you were, <laughs> you're mentioning that your next one is going to have to be in a hurry. Is there a specific follow-up to Fluffy Head right now? Um, it's basically, I have two written, and I'm getting approached by a decent amount of people. Um, one, I, I really believe I was going to make a comedy straight out of the gate, because, um, one, I'm just ready to laugh again, and I feel <laughs> free from all the fuzzy head trauma, which yeah. is just, okay, great, I'm free, I started in comedy, I feel like... I feel like it's, there's really not that many classic comedies out um, that really, you know, have character development or a story that ends up making you cry at the end because you're so connected to the character, having that cathartic feeling. So I was like, yeah, I want to do a classic. I'm just really addicted to making classic type films and keeping that art alive. Um, so I have that actually ready, and I just know that with the budget and star power and stuff like that, the more you go up there in names, because even with Fuzzy Head, we had Alicia Witt, Richard Bryle, and Fred Melamed. We just to name a few, and it's yeah. like you have very, very limited time with actors uh, because of budget. And mm-hmm. you know, even if you go up in the millions in budget, you're still going to have a limited time. You're not going to be like, "Great, let's spend three years on this. Keep your same hair." You know, yeah. It's like. <laughs> You know, you can't do that, you yeah. know, and it's just like, I got a little taste of that with these actors, you know, I, we only shot with Alicia four days, cramming all of her scenes into four days. Oh you my know? gosh. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and if you've seen it, it's like, how did you shoot all of her stuff in all of those locations in four days? It's like, you just have to, you really do. And same yeah. with everybody else, Fred and everybody, it's like, you just have to make it work and I hear like I have friends who work on Netflix movies and shows and they're like Wendy um you don't get another take <laughs> like that's what you're in for once you get into the big like Netflix and all that stuff like yeah. you think you get you think you get more budget you get more time you get more no 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 it doesn't work that way unless you get like you know a Martin Scorsese budget so it's like <laughs> it's really kind of putting in perspective like really you know understanding like you get a taste of it and you're like okay yeah like i and honestly i don't want to spend three years on the next movie i would like to make a decent amount of films i have written not only that comedy one i um started a 1970s uh series back in the day called bitches 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 and uh reviving that so you know there's just a lot in the works right now so it's like it just depends what what will sell first i know woo! i had to call the other day they're like actually we're more interested in bitches 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 right now and i'm being pitched with a bunch of horror film scripts because of fuzzy head and Uh um it's really just dealers you know it's just like whatever happens Ooh, but i know yeah. it i know it, i know it will be under 20 days uh not not three years yeah <laughs> yeah is, yeah it is so wild the world of film and a lot of people out there who like maybe uh aren't actors or, or performers like that like it's just so wild how different the different levels are the different avenues like i've done like 48 hour film festivals and sometimes that's you know 
uh, almost as stressful as like um, a mainstream thing, just because the time constraints and everything. And I've done independent films at oh, different yeah. levels, and you've done so many things like sitcoms and stuff. So, somebody can't even mention some of the people's favorite sitcoms and stuff. Uh, what's your favorite genre, like naturally wise? It sounds like you're, you know, kind of like perfect at all of them, really. But um, but what's your favorite, um, like, you know? I love a dark comedy, mm-hmm. but uh, like Birds Without Feathers is a dark comedy. But honestly, um, I, I don't have a favorite mm. because Fuzzy Head is a thriller, mm-hmm. surreal thriller, and I, you know, I love things that aren't just like one genre. It's like it's a surreal thriller. It's definitely not just a thriller. Um, I would say I per I really do try to f- take the daring route. And um, if my intuition is saying this is the kind of film you will make, um, I will make that. I I had a lot Mm. of success with comedy in the beginning of my career. And I think four or five years into that, I'm like getting this feeling that I wanted to trust, you know, which was like, hey, you know, you've done that. Um, You have these other ideas. And yeah, they could fail. They could be horrible uh, because you don't know what people will think. Or I've not also made that. So I was just got addicted in a, in a very artistic way to, to just trying whatever seemed right at the time, like in mm. my heart, like what would guide me to the next genre. So, you know, that in case in point, making the first Bitches, 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 <laughs> like little series I made, that was, you know, 10 years ago now. And wow. the fact that that's being revived now into a feature you're just like, huh, you know, that really got my feet wet in that genre. And I'm like, now, like, all I can do is think about the images for how that's going to be like 4.0, you know, like get it all the way. So I I really couldn't say my favorite because I I try to be one of those artists that, um, you know, I couldn't imagine people used to compare me to Wes Anderson. And I, I, you know, I don't know why necessarily maybe the center framing, but he's not the only one that does that. So anyway, there's a longer conversation in that, but why people pick people to compare people to, but I can only imagine if I had a career like that, I'd probably be a little tired because it's like, can you really do the same like monotone speaking in every single, I mean, I'm tired of it. So I can't imagine like, uh, or maybe he's happy with, you know, doing that, but I'm personally not happy yeah. with sticking with one formula. No, same. Yeah, if, if I blew up from any one thing, I would definitely try to do the opposite with my next couple of roles if I could, you know. If I wasn't hey, contractually, I, I yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> have con- to do it. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Huh. Wow. That... I think Natalie Portman, just for an acting standpoint, I think Natalie Portman had to do that. Um, do you remember when she did Your Highness with... Oh, uh, my James God. I love that you bring up Your Highness. I love Your Highness. I've showed that to so many people who never heard of it. I'm like, how did you never hear... I know it didn't do the greatest commercially in theaters, but, I mean, uh, it's amazing. It's, like, perfect. It's, it's one of my favorite James Franco things. Natalie Portman's just incredible in it. Uh, yeah. Of course, Danny McBride. Every Oh, it's just so... Um, Justin Theroux. It's my favorite Justin Theroux thing. That's not my head for sure. <laughs> Performance wise. In any conversation <laughs> in my life, so I'm like just channeling through the phone. Um, I I just bring it up because she she ended up just doing that, and saying "fuck it," because uh, she got so much backlash for showing her ass in a Wes Anderson short film. Oh, and, oh, but really? Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, she got 
I wasn't familiar with that. Awesome. What short film was yeah, it? Was it some? It was like hotel something. It was like mm. oh, oh wow, wow. another hotel thing. But yeah. it was in a short with Jason Schwartzman. I can't remember the huh. apology. That was a while ago. So she got so much backlash for showing her ass, and she's been this like perfect, yeah, you know. A female star, mm-hmm. and she's been selective on her roles. Yeah, and they still got her. Professional so darling. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that year, she was like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah, and well, speaking, of, I think I want to say off the trailer, at least the red band trailer that I remember, like she, it shows her ass. She's like, you know, they're they're uh, they freeze frame. Yeah. They freeze because they get caught staring at her undressing <laughs> after a battle. Yeah, and I think she was just like, "Take that! I don't give a shit." About oh you. wow. As filmmakers, like, that's just one example that just came to mind. But, you know, it's like once you go all the way a different way, it's like you can't be stuck in a box. And I can't imagine being stuck in a box. Yeah. That would be so much pressure to be like, well, that did well. Let me do it well again. And uh, sure, pay me for a three-picture deal. I'll do it well three times in a row Mm -hmm. for you. For sure, but like I'm, I'm talking like artist, artist. Yeah. Like, my work. Yeah, you got to keep the art of it. Otherwise, it's just a job. Like I would, I almost, I yeah. You know what? I never, I never uh, conceptualized this into like words. But like, I guess I would. I don't think I would ever take a role that I would, uh, that I would only do for money. Like I would. I think you know. Of course, you want to get paid if you can. But I mean, um. Did you say you won't. I won't. I mean, I know. I mean, I'm saying. Um, I will. Well, if, so did I wear that right? I'm saying, oh, yeah. but I'm saying I would do, I mean, I want to get paid, but it's like, I wouldn't take a role that I wouldn't do for free if I, if I couldn't get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no joy in it. I don't want it to just feel like a job. Yeah, I want to get paid millions for it. Sure, I definitely want, I want to play Wolverine for money, of course, but I'd love to play Wolverine for free. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm like, I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm like, the pandemic was so hard. And just mm-hmm. the story of making Fuzzy Head is honestly too, probably too TMI. But <laughs> just how it got produced and how I we finished it. It's just like, in the end, you know, I'm living on vacant land in a desert somewhere just so I can afford to finish the movie. I mean, oh my God, yeah. it is crazy. I mean... Anybody who ever listens to this, yeah, just posting and resharing it or watching it. I mean, like, this is, I don't know, it's a miracle. Any Making anything is a miracle. No, definitely. Yeah. It almost feels like, you know how they say, like, you never leave high school? It almost feels like you never leave independent film. Because I've had so many friends who've worked on this or that, stuff I can't even, I don't know if we could say whatever we're allowed to say on the strike, but, like, uh, big movie projects and TV series. And sometimes it's just so ghetto still. You're, like, cold. You're working hard. It's, like, it's war. It's, like, film is war. You know? It's funny. Well, it's, like, when I look at, I don't know. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the next feature because I Mm -hmm. I really do believe deep down it, it, you know, I direct commercials. So, Mm. like, that... You know, one commercial is worth, you know, six fuzzy heads. So it's kind of crazy, honestly, mm. the commercial budgets I'm getting to work with. Um, and that's definitely not indie. And um, I think it's just yeah. Netflix budgets. They're small, but they're not that small. It's just more like time. And that's why I think this ghetto thing you're saying is like, yeah, it's true. It's like, it seems so like oh my god let's hurry like hurry yeah. hurry up but it's like that's all it is it's like people like being like hurry up it's almost like it's not glamorous at all like the idea of it's glamorous maybe the no. aftermath the reflecting back on it might be glamorous 
You know, you're on no, all these awards correct. now, but like doing it, you're like, you're, you're, you're cold. There's no sleep. It's like, is my right shoe yeah. on? It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's why I think it's so weird. There was this whole cancel culture, especially during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. sometimes we would shoot during the pandemic because, you know, like luckily we recruit up and we um, continued shooting and stuff. And it's just like, I feel like the younger generation were like so um into canceling they're like don't hire people for a lower rate just because they're new you have to pay them the higher rate and all that stuff which i agree if you're hbo but also just like wow it's like some of the people like if you're learning how to do sound you should definitely tell somebody that instead of pretend that you don't know what you're that you know what you're doing because man some of the sound we got in this film all this stuff it's like I don't know. I was going somewhere with that, but it's just like you had to, re- oh, you had to redo stuff, I, or yeah, or like well, some of the didn't work, or well, we, we paid decent money, and it's just like I think people just expect you to be HBO, like the glamorous thing you're talking about. Yeah. They're like, why? Why is everybody tired? Why is everybody angry? Or why? Is, why today aren't you? Aren't you just sitting back having a coffee, director? I'm like, I am. I have 50 jobs. On yeah. Like, uh, there is no AD. I'm the AD. Yeah. Like, I'm talking like an AD, but I'm also the director. And surprise, I'm the actor. And and it's funny. Like, like, like yeah. Like, in Fluffy Head, probably, Fluffy Head probably has your heart and soul in, like, three years, like, of your life, oh, like you God. said. But, like, the craft service sounds yeah. like it might have just been, like, some Nature Valley bars and some water. Meanwhile, a commercial yeah. has, like, three course meals of, like, all this yeah. stuff, you know? And, like, <laughs> For, like 50. Yeah, for like a 60-second thing. Yeah, yeah. What can I get you, Miss McComb? We respect you highly for just filming (sighs) a picture of a phone. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just like, it's it's really wild. And I just, I do think like, like, it's exactly like you're saying. It seems very glamorous. Mm -hmm. But like, I would say if you enjoy dedication and persistence and hard work like all keywords that are kind of becoming red flags in this society Mm -hmm. you you will like being on set but like if you're expecting it to be like kosher like (laughs) perfect people to be perfect i mean what was that movie it kind of flopped it was that movie that came out maybe two years ago about filmmaking it kind of looked hmm. like the great gatsby but it was like uh, not the great gatsby you know what i'm talking about no like it, it looked like margot robbie in it oh oh my god okay and... i know exactly the movie you're talking about and um i totally i saw it recently on amazon i loved it it's like literally one of the best pictures of the year in my opinion um babylon right that's yeah correct. and why did it bomb? I can't yeah, believe it bombed. I was telling people to watch it. Yeah, I was telling people to watch it, and like people are like, it's like it seems like no one heard of it. It's like I'm, I don't believe in usually yeah. conspiracies, but I'm like, how did no one hear about this Margot Robbie Brad Pitt film? Personally, I think people were shunning it because this is just my sure. opinion. I don't know. I definitely saw it. Yeah, I think people were like, "You're not the great Gatsby." I think they just weird. had this impression of it. Yeah, it's just so weird. Gatsby. It got buried or something, didn't it? It's like so weird. It was also three hours. Three oh, hours long. well, it flew by for me when I watched long. it. Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem short, mind you, when I saw it at home. No, definitely. But, I think it could have been huh. twenty minutes. 
cut out pretty but it, easily. It seemed, but I guess it was that director's life story. It seemed like a movie that like literally would be a, a Hollywood, like an Oscar darling, like 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 yeah. uh, catnip. But I think it bombed like up the wazoo. It, it bombed, but I, I will say the, the scenes I liked in it were, you know, and yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool, and the romanticism of, no, maybe I shouldn't say this, maybe I'll get canceled, the romanticism (laughs) of people dying to make a movie, but that's the truth, that was the truth, he wasn't making that up, that really is true, and I know they still do, and like, there's a big thing, but now, like, back in the day, in his movie, see, so let's put this on the record, I'm not like, yeah, I'm glad people are dying now, Mm -hmm. like, I'm definitely not, but back in the day, (laughs) when there was, like, way less technology, way less things, in his movie, the way he depicts it, it's, I don't know, yeah, it's romanticism, just that, yeah, probably not cool. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing where the main character is getting Brad Pitt's like um, Hollywood legend uh, character ready, and he's like a drunk all on set, and the guy's like fighting with people downtown to get a camera, and Brad Pitt can barely stand up, and he walks out of set for the perfect shot when the butterfly yeah, lands on him. Just, oh, yeah, we're like it's we're just like romanticizing this, but we're like so problematic right now. Yeah, we're like yeah, we're problematic. <laughs> We're the we're the Bill Burrs so, we're the Bill Burrs of filmmakers like teetering on a <laughs> brink of cancellation right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know, it, he made it look very romantic. He shot it like it was the Great Gatsby, and yeah. you know, it is a problem. I it's guess I'm not even in it, but huh? Wild. It's, it's it's whatever. What well, seems I weird that I feel like it has to be a cult classic eventually, but it seems weird because it's had such a big no. budget and Margot freaking Robbie. And Brad Pitt. Let's take a, yeah, let's take a poll. I also think people are tired of her talking with a Jersey accent, but I'm. Mm, this is just what okay. I gathered from when I was asking people, why didn't you like it? You know, like. Oh, so. people didn't like it that saw it too. You saw, it, you say. Oh yeah. Oh. Like, so so self indulgent. Huh. You know, wow. it's like what? Huh. Interesting. Also, I don't get that either. There's like. Many people in history, Charlie Chaplin, like, who filmed themselves as a director, and then, like, now we have this culture that's demonizing. Even I'm acting in Fuzzy Head, which is, you know, based off true life events, but, Hmm. you know, I've been an actor before, and um, I just thought it'd be a good last hurrah before I exit, uh, if I exit acting, but it's, um, it's, it's interesting, like to hear people sometimes saying, oh, it's so self-indulgent, and da-da-da. It's like, I don't know, the people I admire have all done that. So there's, like, amazing filming. I mean, even back to Frida Kahlo, who painted herself because she needed to feel herself to be alive. I mean, because she couldn't get out of bed. I mean, that's mm. that's an incredible... You know, and, like, sometimes yeah. I, I really don't even know if I exist in the world. And filming myself really brought me to understand how to feel. And now mm. that I've kind of come to terms with how to feel, especially after making Fuzzy Head, um, you know, I feel, like, very fulfilled. And I feel very ready to just keep the, the lens on other people and provide that for them. I, I It's really one of my greatest joys. Hmm. Wow. Huh. Where can we see Fuzzy Head or Fluffy Head? Sorry, Fuzzy Head. No, Fuzzy Head. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I have a note in front of me that says Fluffy Head for some reason. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I think like, it's for my sound tech. Who hasn't seen it? But I haven't seen. It. I've still seen the trailer so far. But where can we see Fuzzy? I know it uh, won at Slam Dance, for example. Is it in theaters? Indie theaters or? Um, it 
it showed already last week, and hmm. so now it's just basically oh. everywhere. Uh, Gravitas Ventures picked oh. it up, and oh, right. yeah, it's it's taking speed right now. So basically, we're just doing our best to get it in the hands of people and pushed oh. out there. Okay, uh, cool. It's, it's kind of everywhere. Like they told me, it's on cable. Wow. Okay, I'll look Crazy. for it. I'll look for it after this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, Everybody. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, the new trailer came out today, like the yeah. more commercial one, share it. Um, it really, truly is in the hands of the people, films like this and careers like mine, and um, that's how we keep art alive. Yeah, so there's not like an official site I should uh, tell people to no go to. No site, no okay. site is Gravitas Film. And, Gravitas Film, um, Google Fuzzy Head, Wendy McComb, and you'll, you'll, you'll be you there. Wendy McComb or Fuzzy Head, Apple TV. Mm. I think that's the best uh, rental price. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on wherever the heck. They, they sent me a huge list of carriers, but it's pretty much out there, and it's trending on IMDb. So Ooh, go right in and on IMDb. Yeah. Seriously, all the clicks, and I hate to keep plugging, but it's no. like, if you have Letterboxd, put it on your top five for a week. I mean, that's how people see the name and see the film, you know, like stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah, the trailer was outstanding. So many uh, character actors, like you mentioned. There were just like so many like people that like everyone knows, like Fred and uh, everyone. Oh, I mean, it was just like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure, it's great. Everybody's in there. We have... Uh, Rain Phoenix in there. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, Numa Perrier, who's an amazing director in her own right. Um, she's also actor as well and um, a festival darling as well. Oh. And so to piggyback off like the premise of it, because I remember in the trailer, like uh, the character in the bathtub being accused. Like, have you ever been wrongly, wrongly accused of anything in your life? I definitely was like as a child, for sure. But I mean, like, yeah. And I think that's what it's falling back to. It's like, mm. um, it's just the underlying tone of the film is shame. Mm. And um, this character is ridden with shame and PTSD. And it mm. manifests in her real life uh, until she finds out uh, the true story of everything that's happened. Okay, well. That's outstanding. And so after that intensity, you say your next project is hopefully a comedy, or...? I mean, we'll see if it's the comedy, um, which I don't tell my log lines anymore, because one time, somebody stole it once. Really? Okay. Um, they made a movie with Anna Kendrick. And what? I was like, wow, oh. that's really fucked up. From your pro... Wow, okay. Jeez. Yeah. I remember when, yeah. I was, when I was living in L.A., I was in Burbank, and so many people told me, and I did this so many times, I don't know where they are now, but... I would do the uh, the poor man's patent. Have you heard of that? Where you uh, you know email it all to yourself, or sorry, mail it to yourself. Right. And so you know, just in case, I never had to go to court or anything. But man, that's insane. So wild. I was like, well, all right, uh, cool. I was yeah. like, luckily, I I had written Fuzzy Head before Birds Without Feathers, actually. Huh. So I and I just wasn't ready to to like confront this demon wow. and this subject matter so it was um it's a perfect like one-two punch i think like dealing with uh, the p things the characters deal with in fuzz in uh, birds without feathers mm -hmm. to like actually confronting it in fuzzy head jeez 
And I see that you're oh, yeah. you're a UCB alum, so that definitely helps with the the war and film with the the, the whole yes and spirit, never giving up. <laughs> oh yeah, and trained in Meisner, so I really Ooh, just okay, yeah. Really love using that with behind the camera. It's kind of intense for people speaking to people on set and stuff. Like if you are having that, if you haven't been on a movie or seen somebody like behind a camera that actually has emotions, I mean, it's going to be off-putting for yeah. people. Um, I like to have emotions behind the camera as I think if somebody in the scene is having those emotions, I like to make sure they can feel that behind the yeah. camera and it gives them that extra electricity. I feel like. You know, everyone is extra talented in this film. And then I just want to add to the electricity. I think you can feel everything in a film. So it's just like whatever you can get in there. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And one thing, uh, as, as watching RoboCop with um, my, uh, my crew member here, and, like, they brought up that you did a RoboCop remake? Like, oh my God. or something? Like, nobody watched that, please. Nobody oh, okay, no. <laughs> I was like, no I, oh my god, they, they even told me, we're not putting that in the RoboCop remake, because everybody um, had to add a scene, it was for Channel 101, Dan Harmon's, like, oh, yeah, I left you, yeah, um, the Lonely Island came from there, and, um, yeah, Computer Mail with Jack Black, I remember that, yeah, that's still, exactly. is that still a thing in Hollywood, or? It, it is, it's still a thing, I don't oh, know. Oh, very cool, yeah. Quite some time, and um, they were like, "We're not putting your scene in it. It's gonna ruin it." And I was like, uh-huh. "Ask you. It's funny. Put it in." And then like, they only put it in one of the screenings, and oh my oh, god, it's literally uh-huh. atrocious. Like I just thought, because I really think I only saw Robocop once, oh, yeah. and I just thought, well, I, I just thought Ch- Spirit of Channel One Hundred One. Yeah. Let's let's make Robocop a robo butt, and then just make it a butt. <laughs> And it was literally, it's probably, like, one of those things where you laugh at, like, years later. Like, I'm laughing now. Yeah. But, like, I'm just like, what? Why did I do that? Like, that's insane. Like, I just thought, oh, let's just make this as weird and crazy as possible. And it totally was, like, not so, in the vein of the not whole the, string of yeah. like, uh. So, you know, we all flop sometimes. Uh-huh. So do not look for the RoboCop remake. <laughs> do not, or actually, if you want to see a Robo butt and see how crazy I was and said, put that in the scene <laughs> in the movie, and I completely committed to my vision, go see it. So it's, it's in one scene, or you're saying? Yeah, like... everybody has a scene, and then it makes a re- remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that for, um, I did that when COVID started, um... I don't want to say his name wrong. I'm thinking of remembering his name wrong, so I'm not going to say it. But he directed the last blockbuster about the last blockbuster uh, store. But um, we did uh, Back to the Future 2. It was called Project 88, if you look for it on IMDb. But um, yeah, it was Marty McFly in a couple scenes. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Okay, I will watch yeah. it. I'm in the 1955 scene. So. You are? That's amazing. I don't do a Marty McFly butt, but you know, if I had that idea, maybe I would have. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. High praise coming from you. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta see it. Well, thanks so much, William McComb. I've took up enough of your time. I know you're busy, busy, busy with uh, promoting Fuzzy Head. And yes, your uh, your new start, your new work with Bitches, Bitches, Bitches. Oh, thank you so much. I 
love to hear that that's probably the vote, but I didn't tell you the name of the other one. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Know, I'll keep that under wraps. Bitches, yeah. bitches, bitches is the only one I can disclose now because it's out kind of. Or maybe, as, as the kids will call it, bitches to the third power probably, you know. Okay, okay. A little bit of a sci-fi feel. <laughs> Alright, Winnie, thanks again so much. Yeah, thank you so much, and have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. And that was film Wonderkind, Winnie McComb. Check out Fuzzy Head. Check out all her projects, including, uh, you know, some RoboButt for RoboCop. <laughs> and Birds Without Feathers, another film of hers that won Best Picture at Slamdance. Well, friends, the theater lights have come back on overhead. Please clean up the candy wrappers you snuck in and traverse safely. See you next week, or super fans online at patreon.com backslash that Kev one show. Good night. That Kev one show is brought to you in part by T-Mobile, the uncarrier. <laughs> This portion of that Kev One show is supported by Bohemian Dream Gifts, made with organic and natural oils that nourish and hydrate your skin. Man, I don't know if it's the weather outside or the gym that was killing my skin, because my right elbow on the, uh, it itched like the Dickens, like I was becoming like the lizard from Marvel Comics. Um, I think it's that machine where you put your elbow in and do the lifts, you know, for the bicep. But uh, I was itching my skin like crazy during, uh, well, I won't say who because I don't want them associated with rough skin with one of our guests <laughs> here in the near future here. <laughs> but my left, my right elbow was getting ashy and coming up, getting red and irritated. Anyway, I used some of the promotional cookie dough body oil from Bohemian Dream Gifts that they gave us. And my skin, I'm not kidding, came back. I can vouch for that one. The cookie dough oil baby body oil, the cookie dough body oil brought my skin back to life like an Evanescent song. I'm not kidding. My skin is smooth and happy again. 100%. You can buy cookie dough oil on Etsy at the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop. Check out their other stuff as well, but that's one that I that I swear by now. <laughs> and as soon as my promotional one runs out, I'm going to order some myself. So go to Etsy and visit the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop today. <laughs>